Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Just then, there came a man named Jairus, a leader of the synagogue. He fell at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, who was dying. As he went, the crowds pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years, and though she had spent all she had on physicians, no one could cure her. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his clothes, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Then Jesus asked, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and press in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I noticed that power had gone out from me. When the woman saw that she could not remain hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. In 1977, George Lucas brought to the big screen a movie that would become a cultural phenomenon spanning generations. Star Wars has long been a favorite of mine, something that I grew up watching with my family and then I later on introduced to my own children and even my husband. One of the more famous monologues from this movie comes near the middle from Princess Leia, one of the heroes of the franchise. Princess Leia, a member of the Rebellion, has been captured by the Empire. Just before she was captured, she recorded this message and she put it in the memory of R2-D2 a droid that had long ties with her family. This droid then delivered the message to Obi-Wan Kenobi, a Jedi Knight hiding from the Empire. In it she says, General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs your help in his struggle against the Empire. I regret that I am unable to convey my father's request to you in person, but my ship has fallen under attack and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him in Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. As Obi-Wan had been in hiding for nearly 20 years, there was no guarantee that this message would get to him or that he was even still alive. As Princess Leia said, it was their most desperate hour. She was at the end of her rope, and all she could do was record the message and hope that it worked. Now you may be wondering, what on earth does this long monologue from Star Wars have to do with the Bible, Steadfast Resiliency, or our focus text for today? Well, let me introduce you to the star of our text for today, a woman who has been bleeding for 12 years. Now, under Jewish law, this would have made her unclean. Those who were considered unclean were unable to participate in normal everyday life. They were not supposed to touch anyone until their bleeding stopped and they had cleansed themselves. Anything that they touched would have been considered unclean. They were to stay in a separate tent from the rest of the family. Can you imagine not having physical touch for 12 years? being physically separated from your loved ones, able to see them but not share anything? In 2010, 
late theologian Rachel Held Evans ran a year-long experiment she called a year of biblical womanhood, in which she followed all of the biblical laws regarding women. One included camping out in her front yard in a tent when she was considered unclean. Held Evans specifically referenced this woman with the hemorrhage when she wrote her book. And as she chronicled this experiment, she said, the law makes no concession for women with bleeding disorders. So this woman, this woman with the hemorrhage was in a perpetual state of nidda, a condition that would have permanently cut her off from her husband and her religious community, and that would prevent her from bearing children. No wonder she spent all she had to try and heal her body. As long as she was in nidda, she was not considered whole. So this woman, another woman who's not named in the Bible, has suffered for 12 years. She was at a point where she had nothing less left to lose. So she did something unthinkable. She reached for the cloak of Jesus as he passed by her. The cloak of a rabbi knowing that she wasn't supposed to as it would make him unclean also. She thought, if I just touch his cloak, I will be healed. When she had nothing else left, when the people of the world had failed her time and time again, she had faith in Jesus that he would heal. When we talk of steadfast resilience, this woman embodies the idea that not only is resilience being able to keep going in the midst of setbacks, but also not losing hope that life could get better. She, like Moses' mother and sister and Pharaoh's daughter from our reading last week, was also bold. She made a choice to do something in the midst of her circumstances. Sometimes being resilient is having hope and living into that hope like this woman did when she touched Jesus' cloak. And the story that I told at the beginning about Star Wars, this is why it's so relevant to this particular story. It's about living into hope, not giving up, even when the odds are stacked against you. For this woman, everything was stacked against her. She was not supposed to be in the crowd where she had the possibility of touching someone. She was certainly not supposed to touch the garment of Jesus. And yet she did it anyway. It wasn't even if, as if she grabbed a handful of the cloak either. She just, she touched the fringe of his cloak something that most people probably wouldn't even notice happening to them. And Jesus, instead of rebuking her, realized immediately something had happened. He turned and he asked who touched him, and his disciples were like, um, there are a whole lot of people here touching you. But Jesus pressed on, knowing something was different about it, saying, no, who touched me? Because power had gone out of him. And this woman came forward and she admitted to touching him and how as soon as she did, she was healed. And Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Her steadfast resilience drove her to not give up hope, to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus does not chastise her for this act that would have made him unclean, but praised her instead. And then he went on to touch another person that was unclean. He healed this little girl who had died. And he showed the world that 
Jesus came into the world to get his hands dirty, to reach out to those considered unclean, for the kingdom of heaven is for them. When you are at a point when all you have left is hope, trust that like this woman, you need but reach out your hand and touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Now your healing may not come in a way that you expect. It might not even come in the way that you want exactly. But we do know that Jesus has promised us that he will not abandon us ever. He did not abandon this woman. And he won't abandon us. May your hope remain resilient. And may you be bold in your faith and your trust in our God. Amen. During the next few days, I encourage you to go deeper into the message with these two reflection questions. First, think to a time in your life when all you had to cling to was hope. How did that hope see you through? And second, how does leading a resilient life help you when facing challenges? Mm -hmm.